0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.
1: It's Wednesday, September 21st. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Pediatricians are worried about children losing health coverage when the federal COVID emergency declaration ends. One of the true blessings of the public health emergency is that we haven't had to turn anybody away. In just a few minutes, we'll examine what might happen when easy access to care runs out. The Missouri Senate is looking to pass two bills today involving an income tax cut and a set of agricultural tax credits. The measures received initial approval yesterday, but they differ from what Governor Mike Parson originally requested. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports. Parson called lawmakers for a special session to pass both a set of agricultural tax credits and a permanent income tax cut. The Senate bill containing the tax credits includes other policies related to agriculture, but because they are not a part of the original call, Parson would have to expand the scope of the special session. Additionally, the Senate bill containing the tax cut is not identical to what Parson initially proposed. Democratic Senator Greg Razor said the tax cut is not a good use of the state's current surplus of funding and will only help the wealthy. This is what they're doing with your money. They're going to brag that... They got you a tax cut. It's not going to buy you an extra value mill at McDonald's. If both bills pass the Senate, they will then go to the House where lawmakers are set to meet for both veto session and the special session. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. The White House says nearly 1.3 million borrowers in Missouri are eligible for student debt relief. More than 750,000 are eligible for up to $10,000, and that increases to as much as $20,000 for roughly 500,000 others. People will still have to apply for debt forgiveness. Details on that process are expected in the next few weeks. Congresswoman Cory Bush has introduced two bills calling for better protections for warehouse workers, especially after six died at an Amazon facility in Edwardsville last December. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmid reports.
0: The Worker Safety and Climate Disasters Act and Wind Safety Act would each create new protections for workers in extreme weather. The first would prevent employers from firing workers who seek shelter during emergencies and offer them paid time off if they need. The second would establish a standard for when high wind conditions make work dangerous. Bush says they're in response to the deaths after a tornado slammed into an Amazon warehouse in Edwardsville last December.
1: It was not an aberration, but a part of a nationwide trend of unsafe work conditions during climate disasters.
0: Bush says there needs to be more comprehensive labor protections during extreme storms. I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. A state
1: inspector general's report says an Illinois prison system administrator improperly designated a family member for a Department of Corrections post that was never authorized. The Office of the Executive Inspector General for the Agencies of the Illinois Governor determined that Larry Sims ordered the hiring of a relative as an intelligence officer even though the person did not apply and someone else was already chosen. Sims was Investigations Commander for the state's southern region and was suspended for 30 days. The review finds corrections has for years manipulated hiring by naming employees to the post of intelligence officer. Twenty artists have contributed to a public art display in St. Louis that organizers at the Kranzberg Arts Foundation say celebrates the importance of graffiti and other street art. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports. The public art project is called Walls Off Washington, and it covers the front facades and rear walls of buildings along a stretch of Washington Avenue on the border between Midtown and Grand Center. The murals are big, bright, and colorful. St. Louis artist Kababe Bayok painted a mural that references past residents of the neighborhood. He says it's a big deal to have so much public art on one stretch of road. Helping bring more attention to what an area can look like by doing it so concentrated like they did. I think they help add to the conversation that we need more of this. And the more people see it, the more they want to see more. Kransberg leaders say they'll keep commissioning new murals until the display fills four blocks. The public can get an up-close look at the work beginning October 7th. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Millions of children in the U.S. rely on federal health coverage. Since the start of the pandemic, a national emergency declaration has allowed them to receive continuous coverage without jumping through the usual bureaucratic hoops. That will end when the state of emergency is lifted. Side effects. Public Media's Sebastian Martinez-Valdivia
0: Reports health providers are worried. Katherine Friend has had a busy day. In the morning, she helped run a sports physicals clinic at the local public school in Donifin, Missouri, a small town of about 1,800, 15 minutes north of the Arkansas border. She's had nonstop appointments all afternoon. Does she wanted to do the x-ray today? I don't know that we... That's not unusual for the registered nurse, who's also the only pediatric specialist in her county in the heart of the Missouri Ozarks. You know, I see a a large volume of kids every single day. We try our best not to turn anyone away. We try to get them all in. It makes for long hours and long days, but we try to get people taken care of. Friend's clinic is housed in the county's former hospital, which closed down in 2018. It's a one-stop shop for a range of ailments, from broken bones to ear infections to COVID-19. And Friend says most of her patients are Medicaid recipients. Medicaid enrollment in Missouri has grown by more than 400,000 people since the start of the pandemic. That's one of the biggest per capita increases in the country, largely driven by the state's decision to expand Medicaid eligibility last year. Normally, Medicaid recipients have to regularly prove they still qualify for the program, a process which involves a lot of paperwork and is called redetermination. Thanks to a federal emergency declaration, new recipients haven't had to worry about that. But some experts say Missouri's track record is cause for concern when that declaration ends. Dr. Maya Moody says she worries about history repeating itself.
1: I mean, we were turning white kids left and right, and it just broke our hearts.
0: Moody is president of the American Academy of Pediatrics Missouri chapter. She remembers when in 2019 some 100,000 children lost coverage. The state had recently started redeterminations after a long pause and many children who still qualified were taken off the rolls.
1: These are kids that we needed to, to see and they were our routine patients. These are families that we know really well. That has this been one of the you know, true blessings of the public health emergency is that we haven't
0: had to turn anybody away. The state later said there was an error where if parents in a household lost coverage, the children did as well, despite having a much higher income threshold. State officials say they've fixed this error. Nevertheless, Moody is concerned and she's trying to get ahead of any possible issues.
1: We have already started to talk to folks about making sure that they're getting their documents together and that they're you know, ready to reapply.
0: Complicating matters. Until recently, Missouri was taking months to process Medicaid applications. While the state now says it has cut down an enormous backlog in applications, long processing times can mean long waits for children to get care. Avoiding that scenario means work on the front end for state agencies. And Sarah Collins, a senior scholar with the Commonwealth Fund, says that's an uphill battle. States are going to be faced at the end of the public health emergency with our gargantuan task of redetermining determining eligibility um, for people who have stayed on um, Medicaid over this two-year period. Colin says states like Missouri that have faced staffing issues during the pandemic are worse off. Because of that, the federal government has recommended a gradual approach for states to take on their caseload in chunks. A spokesperson for the Missouri Department of Social Services said in an email, the agency is currently working on verifying recipients' addresses to make sure people get the eventual paperwork. At the clinic in the Ozarks of Missouri, all that paperwork concerns pediatric registered nurse Catherine Friend. I really worry about that, too, because that's a big lax anyway. It was before, you know, and so now that it's just easy, I don't have to do anything. I just keep getting coverage. Then they're just going to think they keep getting coverage. And she says educating her patients will be key to making sure the end of the public health emergency doesn't keep kids from getting care they need. The public health emergency could expire as early as January. For SideFX Public Media, I'm Sebastian Martinez Side
1: SideFX Public Media is a regional reporting collaboration focusing on public health. Before wrapping up, a celebration is planned for today in the Ozarks town of Hartfield to mark its designation as the new center of population in the U.S. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration makes the determination based on shifting population information as outlined in the census. Hartville is roughly three hours southwest of St. Louis. The town of less than 600 is the fifth Missouri community in a row to receive this title. The center's new location moved about 20 miles to the southwest, according to information in the 2020 census. Officials say that highlights the gradual trend of population growth in southern and western states. Also, they define the center of population as, quote, a point where an imaginary, flat, weightless, and rigid map of the United States would balance perfectly if everyone were of identical weight. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great day.
0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more.